So uh, I guess at this point in the in the when I edit it, I'll put in some crickets right here because that's the follow-up we have because no one emailed us or nothing. We got nothing. That kind of sucks. Oh well. It is what it is. Yeah. Our 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 email still works. You know you know if uh if you do want to shoot an email, mateguys at gmail. So it's still up and running. If you guys want to shoot us uh, a little email, but uh, yeah, let's get on with it. So today we are drinking um, a lovely Argentine number called Rosa Monte Especial. I don't know why I did the silly R. Um, Rosa Monte Especial. But uh, we're actually not going to talk about it today, um, funny enough. Changing it up. Just switching it up. Ad lib, freestyle, just making it up as we go along. Um, in order to uh, really make these episodes <laughs> draw out longer, um, we're going to be talking about s- some nitty gritty stuff today. Um, we're going to be talking about a specific type of straw, um, a specific type of bombisha. And we've, we've already sort of... G- glossed over some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today in a previous episode but today we're going to go in depth i almost said in deep in deep what i meant in depth <laughs> in depth is what I, in in depth what huh? we're going to go in, in we're, depth? we're going to take an no 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 okay we're, we're going to take an in-depth look that's yes. what i'm trying to say okay that's what i'm trying to say i forgot how words work anyway um, so we're going to be talking about Argentine bombichas. Um, we're going to be taking an in-depth look, going in-deep, talking about Argentine bombichas. All right, there there it is. Um, and you might be thinking, well, how are they going to fill at least 20 minutes um, talking about Argentine bombichas? And, well, we're going to find out because I've got a bunch of things to talk about, and we're going to see how long we can just run our mouths. Um, and like we said, we will be drinking uh, some mate while we do this. Ironically enough, we are actually not going to be using an Argentine bombisha because uh, I'm, I don't know, I just grabbed a Uruguayan one. Um, We're actually drinking out of a gourd from Brazil that is being held up by a leather support from Uruguay, and we're drinking from a Uruguayan straw. But it's an Argentine herb, so go figure. Anyway, (laughs) so the first thing that we can talk about that that I had on 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 the list of topics is the filter ends, the filter ends that are typical of Argentina. Um, looking yeah. over here, I have pretty much um, every example, of, every unique example of an Argentine straw between the two of us. Um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different Argentine straws. Um, and you can basically sort of Group them into two categories for the filter um, end, the business end. Is the business end the filter end, or is it the mouth end? I Good question. That is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like, is the business end where the stuff comes out? Well, yeah, I think that I think the business end is the mouth end, right? Because when they talk about like the business end of a pig, don't, aren't they talking about the butt? I don't know. Because that's where I, the stuff comes out of. I don't know a lot about pigs and, and <laughs> I don't know. Butts. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, 
What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So the filter and you can pretty much divide them into two schools of thought. There are straws whose filters are little holes. And there are straws whose filters are little slits. Um, and we'll go through and we'll kind of talk more about exactly how those function here in a bit. But if we were to make a sweeping generalization, I think we could, you know, divide it into two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then, you know, in, in each of those, there's subcategories because each one's just a little bit different than the than the other. Right. So so let's first start off with the, with the holes, the filter, and that has holes just because I have less of those. Um, Generally, you find on the you find the holes on the type of straw that a lot of people call a straw or a, um, not a straw a a spoon a spoon shape um, because I suppose they are vaguely spoon shaped um, sort of like a like a round you know oval and I have a couple here with me I have this one and I have the other one that you can't see. Um, we'll talk about the metals and the, 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 the shafts and other stuff that make these two different, but as far as the filter end, these are actually not too much too different. Yeah. Um, just one has a, a few more than the other, yeah. a few more holes, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty much the same. The, the, the holes kind of make a circle, right? They, circle shape, yeah. they don't follow kind of the, the oval part. They kind of just put the holes in the end in kind of a circular shape pretty close together yep. um kind of kind of curved like the the filter's kind of curved yeah the the back of the, the back of the filter is curved to kind of match the curvature of the gourd yep and then the the front is flat so that's kind of the the classic what people in the United States often call the spoon um bombisha but we also have this one, um, and uh, there will be pictures <laughs> of all of these um, in the in the order that we talk about them. Um, so I am now looking at one that is got holes, but and it is vaguely spoon shaped. But this one is unique because you can actually uh, unscrew this filter end, and then the whole filter kind of opens up like a book, so you can clean it out super easy. Um, but other than that, it is basically the exact same thing. It's got the kind of, you know, rounded oval shape. If it didn't have this hinge, it would basically look like the other two. The other main difference is, of course, yeah, this it's, one is... it's completely straight. There's no curvature. It's completely straight on both sides of the filter. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's, it's more or less the same. Um, and I feel like those are kind of the two different straws in um, Argentina that use holes on the filter end. Um... Now, the other uh, eight straws that I have with me all use some form of slots or slits to filter out the yerb. And I'm just grabbing one in particular. This one is about as simple as it can be. Um, it is just a thin straw with slits cut into the side. That's it. The end is sealed. And it's about as simple as really as you can get. I mean, yeah, pretty basic. But we move on, then I have another one here, which is also about as simple as you can get. However, it's basically round, but it's also, you know. It's, yeah, more more tubular shaped, but mm-hmm. then the filter is round right. as well at the end. 
And uh, we'll get to this more, you know, when we cover the different shafts and stuff. But yeah, yes. the, basically the main difference is one is flat and one is round. Um, the round one does have kind of a, it's sort of a brass, a brass filter. It's a piece of brass that they've machined slits into and then fastened onto the stainless steel oh, um, does, shaft. Does that one not want that, that one this, not this, screw this off? This one actually does not screw off. I think oh, it's, uh, okay. it's soldered into place. Oh, um, okay. I've, I, yeah, I, I've, I've tried. Um, but, and I'm sure if I pulled hard enough, it would just pop right off. Um, and once again, um, if you are listening to this and this isn't very interesting because we're describing something you can't see, go to mateguys.com. I will have the pictures of all the straws that we talk about. Um, uh, we'll see if I include a separate picture. I'll probably actually just take one picture of all the straws. So then you can see what we're talking about. And it'll be a little more interesting for you. But anyway, yeah. So... The one that's flat, it's literally just a flattened tube of stainless steel, very flat, and then they just cut the slots into it. This one, on the other hand, it's a, it's like a little brass cylinder, probably not brass, maybe brass, I don't know. Um, and then they just cut slots into it as well, and then just attach it to the shaft. Yes. Moving onward, um, the one I hold in my hand now is very, very similar to the last one, that uh, the one with the bronze piece. However, this one, the uh, the bronze piece is bigger. Yep. Interesting enough, this actually only has the slots on half of it. Um, the, all of the other kind of slotted ones have had slots cut into both sides. This one only has slots on one side. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's yep. interesting. Um, this one, the, uh, the, the, the brass bolt as it were, um, is, is a hexagon, six sides, and people commonly refer to that one as the, the Bolt Bombisha. Um, and this one is actually Clark's. Um, I actually don't own one. Out of all, all of the uh, Uruguayan, or the Uruguayan, sorry, uh, Argentine styles, the Bolt is the only one that I do not own. <laughs> so I'm eyeing it. I'm eyeing it to add to my collection. Yeah. I can't. I I can't even tell you where I got it. I I don't. I I, I might have got it at like a health food store that was in like the mate section, and I just kind of grabbed it because I didn't have that kind. It was like six bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them online for for you know about about their six bucks. Um, very simple. It's exactly like the other one, except for like I said, the bolt and screws off, whereas the uh, the previous one. It did not screw off, but uh, this one, the filter end is larger, and uh, it's, it, you know, just your run-of-the-mill slots. Moving on, now, we have another very interesting piece. Um, it's This is interesting because uh, you can tell that uh, they drilled holes in this one and then connected the holes with a line um, as if it, it this one is is, is probably the oldest out of all of the ones that i have um you enjoying that stuff clark yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i haven't had hot good argentine mate in a minute <clears throat> been a while good that was oh, i'm that glad was, that hit you know, the spot that really did <laughs> clark was just over here making weird faces so i just thought i'd ask what's going on but anyway yeah so this next one that i have it's a uh, it's actually um it's made out of bamboo but it's got a, a metal end and in the middle and like i said they've drawn kind of pairs of holes and then connected the holes with a slit 
and that's what oh, okay and, that, and that's what kind of makes the slits that's interesting this one looks a little more handmade um than the, the others the end almost looks like a like a fancy pen like it's like a pen cap you just take it off and, right yeah like a pen would you know you just write exactly yeah and but, i promise dear listener there are photos you can look at so you don't have to listen to just us vaguely describe i'm sure it'll be pretty boring if you can't uh see what we're listening to monteguys.com in the show notes there will be the photo of all these um i'll it'll be a good photo too so you can zoom in and take a look at this because uh I want I, I, I don't think I'm gonna take like 32 close-up photos of all these straws but yeah so it's it, but it's pretty much you know it's kind of the same philosophy there's a shaft and then there's metal and then there's slots cut into the metal um, interesting enough most of these uh, slotted ones the very very bottom is closed so that might you know affect how deep it pulls you know sometimes that's something that mate drinkers, you know, drives them crazy or they worry about is because they, 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 they suck all the water and it makes a little gurgling sound, but then they can always see that there's a little bit left in there. Um, I've kind of accepted that as sort of a, just a fact of life, um, but certain straws are better than others. And I think these, uh, these slotted ones that have the sealed end are going to not be your friend if you're sort of a little anal about that. Yeah. It's actually interesting that that filter, the filter in itself is actually a little bit bigger than the other ones yeah it is a little is. bit longer that is true um and sort of next in line that's similar is this um one <laughs> uh, this is a pretty common style um it's got the kind of the scraper on the end um i know guayaki sells these all over you can buy these i actually got this um secondhand so I don't know if this is a I don't know if this was originally purchased by Guayaki or purchased separately from you know the same artisan that makes these for Guayaki, um, because Guayaki is not you know they don't this is not a unique design to them they, this is just something that they choose to sell. Um, but it's got the scraper end and the uh, the, sh the the slits. There's a lot of them very close together, but they're kind of high up. Yeah, they're a little higher up. So I feel like this one would be actually just looking at it. This one is going to sit really high off the bottom because it's got this scraper. There's going to be a nice little puddle of, <laughs> of mate water just chilling at the bottom. Yeah, and I mean, the, the way you can angle this, I'm sure you can kind of get it under the mound so you can get the holes pretty close. But, you know, you're going to have to really kind of finagle this one to get it into the bottom. Um, but, you know, kind of the same spiel, slots. These The slots are kind of all different sizes, so they appear to be, you know, hand cut as well, whereas... The earlier ones where they're cut into little, you know, little cylinders of metal, they, it seemed the slots were really, really even, uh, really clean cut. So those seem, uh, appeared to be machine cut. Right. And then the last of the kind of traditional slotted ones I have here, um, kind of the same story, you know, a closed tube, closed at the end, slots cut into it. Interestingly enough, this one... Um, the slots are higher on one side. So on one side, which would be the top when you're drinking at it, drinking it out of it, you know, normally, um, the, on the top, the, the slits are higher up. There's about a centimeter. They start about a centimeter up from the bottom, but then you flip it over and then there are actually slots right there near the bottom. So I'm assuming that is to alleviate, you know, that draw where it's, you know, it'll sit right on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. It would suck up water like that. Um, the other kind of unique thing about this one is it's got sort of this ring around it sort of got this little halo and i think the purpose of that is so that you can use it to scrape out your gourd as well um it's sort of a, a another philosophy on the using your bombisha as a scraper um to clean out the 
herb. Um, the other one was kind of more like a flat shovel, and this is sort of like a little, almost, you know, it, it would kind of serve as like a, almost like a potato peeler, right? You could you could get right up and you're scraping it right off the, the walls of the gourd. Um, it's just literally is just like a ring. Um, and I've actually heard that you shouldn't use your bombisha to uh, scrape your gourd because it, you know, it can damage both the gourd and the bombisha, but I suppose... Um, they've, you know, specifically made these so that you can scrape them. So that's a little different than using, say, you know, the very first two, which are, you know, the spoon types. Those aren't really designed to be used as scrapers. So I suppose those you could damage them. But these, the one I'm holding in my hand and the, the other one, you know, they have extra metal kind of built into them to serve as scrapers. So that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Eh. I personally, I don't really use a scraper, actually. I just kind of dump out and then... I guess I do a little bit. Uh, I, I scoop. I, I scoop but, with my bomba, but it doesn't really. But I, I, I yeah, I, I tend to use. I tend. I don't. I don't do it with my silver, but I tend to do it with my stainless steel because I figure stainless nothing's gonna hurt stainless steel. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the last of our kind of normal quote unquote slotted ended um, bombichas, and then we've got the spring models. Now, I didn't. I didn't treat. I didn't give the 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 the, the springs their own category because at least in my opinion at the end of the day what is the spring doing but forming slots right yep and you know in at least the case of the other one there's slots underneath the actual spring right right well uh, so um so i'm holding two spring um bombichas one is the kind where the spring is just sort of got a little metal piece that kind of holds it together and it's just all there you can't do anything with it it's all one piece and then the other one i'm holding is the kind that you can actually like take apart where it's got a little little clip that you pull up and then the spring kind of unfolds and this has actually got holes underneath um so this is sort of kind of uh like a hybrid you know it's got straws it's got their uh, it's got the spring and the holes but like i was saying um really at the end of the day the spring is just sort of a a lazy way to make slots right because it's just making a lot more little tiny slots that go all the way around um yep (laughs) and so instead of cutting it you're using a spring to provide the slots more or less functions the exact same way um i personally if i'm going to use a spring style i like the kind that has the little clip where you can take apart the spring um easier to clean i feel like um and there are actually some really nice ones. Um, I've only ever seen them in Brazil, but I'm sure they, ex- they exist other places where you can actually tighten it um, and you can basically set how far apart the spring slots are. So you can widen or tighten, make the, 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 the slots in the spring more narrow. So oh, that's kind of interesting. Wow. You have a little more granular control depending if you're drinking, you know, a really, really uh, loose cut perere and... I've actually, you know, you you can actually sort of clog up your bombisha if there are too small, especially the slotted ones have this problem. If the slots are too close together, large leaves can actually kind of clog it up um, or or an excess of fine powder can clog it up as well. But if you kind of have the slots a little bit more far apart, then just with the way the pressure goes, you know, it has more draw. You're pulling in water in a greater volume so we can kind of get around that and it doesn't clog up as much but if you have the slots really close together already you know by nature the the draw of the straw is going to be really tight so the slightest little (laughs) little problem is going to gum up the whole thing really bad so that's kind of interesting how they do make certain ones where you can tighten or loosen the spring huh very interesting and i know in brazil they call those like butterfly 
style. Um, I think because the little doohickey at the end on the, the filter end of the, the straw sort of looks like a butterfly. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. But I've, I've heard... I've been in shops and the sign said like butterfly, butterfly style um, bomba. But that's pretty much uh, it for the filter ends. You know, some have holes, some have slots, some are springs that are just, you know, glorified slots. And then some of them are straight, you know, the vast majority of the, uh, you know, the, the slotted end ones are, are, are straight on the end with the exception of the, the you know, the, the Guayaquil style most people know it because of the guayaki brand um that scraper that's very curved as you'll see in the photo but the vast majority of them you know it's a very straight tube at the end yep um yep which you know is probably going to be fine um but i personally like the ones that are a little more curvy at the bottom just to align better with the gourd and you know i don't really as a result i don't really use the the slotted or spring bombishas very much i'll use them once in a while but yeah once in blue moon for me doesn't really do it for me, but so now we're gonna talk about the shaft. The shaft. Watch your mouth. Do you, do you get the reference? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. I don't think so. Shaft, like the the TV show from the seventies. Oh. Yeah. About the uh, the African American gentleman who is a private detective. Yeah, I know about like his whole like whatever shaft yeah yeah because like the theme song is like who's the baddest mother watch your mouth but baby i'm talking about shaft we can dig it <laughs> anyway so now that we've devolved into talking about a, a, a television show from the 70s um we're gonna talk about the actual shafts as in like the the straw length of the straws um and there's a couple of different you know there's we can talk about some are long and some are short and the obvious, you know, reasoning there is if you have a long straw, you're going to want to use a, you know, really big gourd, yeah. right? If you have a really short straw, you're going to want to use that on a shorter straw or a shorter gourd. Man, I'm just really bad at talking today. I apologize. Um, you can use a longer straw on a smaller gourd. But then you run the risk of toppling over. Um, but it was actually very, very, very popular in olden days in Argentina to use a tiny, tiny little baby, basically an egg, like a, the size of a duck egg, gourd, and then like a, I swear, like a forty-six foot long straw. Like you could set, you could set the the gourd at the end of the block and then drink from it <laughs> from your patio. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe not that long but they were very long they were like six inches six, yeah, seven yeah, inches ridiculous inside of a tiny little gourd i guess because it had a really low center of gravity or something it caused it not to topple over or i don't know i wasn't alive in the 60s in argentina maybe they did topple over all the time yeah. and maybe that's why they stopped making them that way <laughs> but there there's a there's a really popular picture that goes around everybody shares it and it's of uh i don't remember who it is that's drinking mate and he's like he's shirtless and he has this little tiny tiny gourd and is it su- che oh yeah yeah i think it's, it's che. che yeah yeah oh sorry oh no yeah, yeah. i'm just saying like he, he's drinking that exact like that little tiny egg 
gourd with the super long bombisha. Yeah, so um, so one of the uh, the spoon filter examples that I have is probably my longest Argentine style, and it is an older <laughs> bombisha. And yeah, it is pretty long, and I use it with a smaller gourd, but it's not super long. I would say it's about it's about seven inches long, maybe eight. I'm not sure. So it it is definitely longer. Um, but it's it's interesting how you know there's kind of that kind of interesting idea where you have the really small gourd and the really long straw, you know, to basically make it up to your mouth so you don't have to lift it up so far, right? But now we've kind of gone the other way where we really, modern day times, we sort of like our straws and our gourds to be more proportionate to each other. Um, and that's why a lot of the Argentine straws now are on the short side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have one here that's like barely five inches. Um, and it fits perfectly in a little tiny Argentine gourd, but that's about it. I, I, if I stick these in some of my, uh, my Brazilian cuyas, like you couldn't even use it. It would just, it would just go straight down and you have to, you know, turn it over to get it out, to fish it out. It would be gone. It's a black hole practically <laughs> just cause they're so short. And, uh, I have some other ones that are even shorter than this, I think, but all of the Argentine ones besides that kind of long one that I have, they're on the shorter end because, I mean, typically, you know, Argentine gourds are kind of on the, the stouter side of things. Right. That's true. But, of course, um, the other advantage of a long shaft is, of course, you know, the, the heat aspect, right? If right. It's, if it's a longer shaft, then the water takes longer to get up to your mouth. Yep. And, therefore, it cools down a little bit. Um, therefore, that way you don't burn your mouth. Of course, you could get around that by just heating up your water to the correct temperature in the first place. But from what I have heard talking to a lot of people, Argentinos are very, 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 especially those from Buenos Aires, they're very, very kind of notorious for overheating their water. <laughs> um, every Brazilian that I've met from from a place where they drink chimajón traditionally They've always been very meticulous about the water oh, yeah. temperature. Very specific. Paraguayans, I mean, they have the opposite problems. They, you know, they're just as cold as you can get it. <laughs> can, you, can you get too cold? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it's frozen, yeah, you can't drink it anymore. But uh, Uruguayans, I don't, I don't have as much to say about them as far as water temperature goes. But if I were to guess, I would say that they were probably pretty meticulous um, about water temperature. Don't really know. Haven't talked to enough Uruguay shows about water temperature specifically. But I have talked to people from Brazil, people from Argentina, people from Paraguay, and they all say, yeah, people from Argentina, especially Buenos Aires, tend to overheat their water. And therefore, they like the – and that's possible why, you know, in the old days they used the long straws. Um, now, I guess they just sort of deal with it. I don't know. They just don't care and just burn their mouths <laughs> I or guess. whatever. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't, I don't know. really know. <laughs> Funny enough, because um, I used to work with a Paraguayan girl. Um, she's now on maternity leave. Um, but her husband is three fourths Argentine, half Argentine. He's like half Argentine, one quarter Uruguayan and one quarter American, I believe. But so he's mostly Argentine, but he kind of grew up around the Argentine culture. So she would drink mate with him or with his family. And she said that she hated mate. She hated mate. One, because they would put sugar in it and she does not like sweet mate, which a lot of people will agree with. Um, and then the other reason being that she always felt like their mate was just way too hot, just way too hot. Which and it was, so it was funny because I made mate at work, um, and I forced her to try it, and she was like, "Oh, this is actually really good." I'm like, "Yeah," because it's one amargo, you know, bitter, and two, 
the water is only at like 74 degrees centigrade so it's not like it's not boiling it's not too hot and she she was like yeah this is all right so it's kind of funny um so that is you know like i said one of the advantages of having the longer shaft um the short shaft it's not gonna have any time to cool down at all so like i said which is not an issue if you heat your water properly yep exactly so the other kind of difference in shafts um and we're not going to talk about decorations because yeah yeah some straws you know are going to have decorations on the shaft they don't really serve any purpose usually they're just decoration with the exception of you know brazilian ones especially to a lesser extent argentine ones they'll put you know big old honking decorations near the top which are supposed to serve as heat sinks um so that's kind of, you know, sort of what we were talking about before with allowing the water to cool down a little bit before it hits the mouth. Um, Brazilian bombas, a lot of them, especially the silver ones, will have very, very intricate things that are allegedly, you know, originally supposed to serve as heat sinks, but then they've gotten more decorative. And, you know, you but you will find ones that have carvings along the shaft. You will have find ones that have, you know, little gold details. But eh, that's all we really have to say about that. They're, for the most part, they serve as decorations. A little yep. bit of functional use, you know, a little bit you can make the case that they serve as heat sinks and to try to cool down the mate. I don't really know how well that would work. It's not like they're sit it's not like the water sits there for a long time for that to absorb the water's temperature. But, you know, they're 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 pretty. So that's that's the function that they serve to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyway, so the other kind of sort of distinction we can make is the round versus the flat. Yeah, yeah. Now Clark, so... which do you prefer? I prefer the flat just because with pretty much any kind of gourd, it will fit comfortably. It won't really roll around. Um, it'll stay in its spot. Um, but I don't know. That's just me. Like I, I, I like the look of it and I like the, like, you know, it, it obviously, you know, just fits a little, a little more snug. Right. Yeah. yeah, that is I think I think that is one of the biggest advantages of the flat the flat bombisha as opposed to the round bombisha is that yeah, it, um if it's flat, you know, it's not going to be flat. It'll it'll slide, but it's not going to roll around the place, you know. A round bombisha, I think depending, you know, if if you make your mate with the bombisha kind of perpendicular to the opening instead of, you know, you can make it so that basically the bombisha leans against the dry herb and usually that way at least if it's going to move it only move in one direction because it can't move in the other because there's a huge bunch of herb there <laughs> but if you make right. it in sort of kind of the the way where the bombisha sits right in the middle of the opening and then it can you know all bets are off it'll roll either way um and then yeah the the the, the thin the flat rather the flat shafted bombisha has that advantage um the other advantage some people might see it as an advantage some people might see it as a disadvantage is that i think the flat ones tend to draw quicker. There's more pressure. Yeah, yeah. But they do um, draw less fluid because they're flatter. So sometimes that can be good. Sometimes that can be bad, depending on how you see it. Um, the round ones, just by virtue, tend to kind of... It, it, it's sort of like the the flat bombiches is sort of when you have the hose and you put your thumb over it, and it's like a, a, a fine fast jet of water versus when you have the just the hose and it's a slow moving but very large body of liquid moving right so i feel like that's sort of the difference between 
Yeah. The round versus the flat. Yeah. Whether yeah, pretty... which which one you prefer? I don't know. I think that's a matter of personal opinion because I can see. Excuse me. I can see how you know with with a hot liquid you might not want that large body of of liquid you know of of mate going into your mouth that quick you know with the with the round one because it can you know suck up more water or maybe you like that it goes slower so you feel like you're able to control it better you know and be able to kind of sit more slowly because it is moving slowly whereas maybe you feel like the flat one because it's moving faster it goes up into your mouth faster i don't know i feel like it there's room for for personal opinion there yeah um I mean, I've I've noticed with uh, with this is kind of a, a little off subject, not not too much, but drinking Argentine and Uruguayan mates, I prefer something that will give me a nice steady flow, but it won't give me too much liquid. Right. If that makes sense, like I don't I don't want to be drinking a ton at one time. So like drinking Argentine or Uruguayan mate or sherba out of a cuya, out of a big Brazilian gourd, never works for me. It, mm. I That's what I did when I first, right. you know, got back to the United States, and it's, it was too much. And, and, I mean, we are drinking out of a Brazilian gourd right now, but it's a very small Brazilian yeah. gourd. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mini gourd. But, um, yeah, just like that, like, slow, steady, controlled uh, flow of, of water through my bombisha, so... That's kind of why I like the the flatter. Hmm, okay. Definitely... I yeah, I don't I couldn't tell you which I prefer because I don't know. I I'm if there there was a time where I was decidedly on the side of the flat, but I feel like I've kind of changed my mind and I feel like I can really go either way for at least Argentine. Um although I will say I think more often than not I actually use round for Argentine. Um so maybe I do prefer rounder the round shaft um but i don't really have strong feelings on either um i think it's just because nowadays i have more bombishas that have the round shaft um so i end up using them because i just have more of them i only have a couple that have the flat shaft um and i know like in brazil they kind of have rules actually where the flat shaft you're basically only supposed to use that for terere cold mate and the round one you're supposed to use for shimahong um but that's that's kind of a <laughs> that's an issue for another day um i don't know if argentina really has that same rule as well um because the flat bombishas look exactly uh, often look so the the flat spoon type bombisha looks exactly like the very very popular um bombas for terere in brazil as well as um Paraguay. So, yep, but I've seen people using them for mate um, more often than not in the United States, I will say. Um, but I don't know. That, that is a question um, that I'd like to know more about. Um, you know, the round versus flat debate, how that serves in Argentina. Um, I only have two um, flat bombichas that are, you know... Argentine-ish, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. The 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 spoon and the flat and the the the, the simple one with the slots. 
spots. So I don't know. There's not that much going on, I feel like, in Argentina with the flat bombichas. They're not really super popular, it would appear. Um, even when I look at, you know, sets and kits that they sell online, or I've looked at, like, Mercado Libre, and I definitely see more of the round styles. Um, but yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I prefer the round ones, just because I have more of them. But I can definitely see the case for the flat ones as well. Anything else about shafts that you want to talk about? Um, Shaft! <laughs> uh, no. No. All right. So we're going to move on now. <laughs> you, your dear listener, you're probably thinking, wow, they've really gone on for a while. This is starting to get boring. Oh, just you wait. We're going to now talk about mouthpieces. All right, <laughs> Clark? So, <laughs> oh, I, I just realized I have another Argentine bombisha um that i didn't bring out um i me to grab it uh we're gonna have podcast magic and when i snap my fingers i'm gonna magically have it in my hands ready set and i have it podcast magic so the filter end of this um bombisha is sort of like the other stainless steel one that i had where it's you know it's spoon style but it's the kind that unscrews and opens um however and it's a it's a, a rounded shaft however this one is unique because it is Argentine, but it actually has a mouthpiece on it. Um, looking at my other <laughs> examples here, with the exception of the funny old bamboo one, all of the other ones do not have mouthpieces per se. Basically, the shaft just ends at the mouth. It, it's just shaft, shaft, shaft. Maybe the shaft bends a little bit, but they don't have like... A dedicated mouthpiece area it's not like there's extra metal where the mouthpiece would be um so that's interesting because the mouthpieces are definitely m very common in brazil definitely very common in uruguay um but in argentina at least looking at my collection seem to be pretty lacking um sometimes they will sort of flatten the the shaft near the mouth a little bit to kind of fit better in the lips um or you know maybe to add a little bit of pressure right before the liquid hits the the mouth to kind of just deflect that a little bit so it's a little bit more pleasing on the palate i don't know but all i know is that i've got this funny bamboo one that has the really weird filter at the end this one has a metal mouthpiece on it um and then i have this other one that also has a metal mouthpiece on it um this is the uh i mean you'll see it in the photo it's the one with the weird spoon open twisty twist twist with a metal mouthpiece um <laughs> is that the official name for it oh yes <laughs> um and then we've also got um you know the bamboo bombiches as well um we're not talking about bamboo ones today just because yes they're they exist um and yes i i suppose one could argue that you know they're, they're the most traditional but one I just I just don't see people using them. Um, and two, I don't actually think they're that traditional. Um, I don't think bamboo grows in Argentina natively. Um, uh, I it might. I don't know. Um, anyway, I yeah I I just I see them more as a gimmick. Most people don't use them. Um, and yes, some of the the bamboo ones I've seen. Um, 
they have metal mouthpieces on them. And then some of the vast majority of them don't. They're just bamboo. Um, but yeah, so interesting enough, Argentina doesn't really seem to be into thick mouthpieces. They like the thinner, which is basically the shaft just ends at the mouth and that's it. Do you have any personal feelings on whether you like mouthpiece or no mouthpiece? Um, I am very for strong piece or I am very for mouthpieces. mouthpieces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. Argentine bombichas without the mouthpiece, like it doesn't bother me, but I would prefer to have a mouthpiece. It just feels better. It just, eh, I don't know. Just adds just a little bit more to the, the mate drinking experience. All right, so um, a little bit of real-time follow-up. Um, a little a little bit of, of real-time follow-up. They actually do... Um, bamboo does grow natively in South America. Um, it's a different species of bamboo than what grows. Um, most people think of, you know, the giant bamboo in, um, in China, in Asia. But um, bamboo actually grows all over the equator, basically. <laughs> um, so I take that back about bamboo not growing in Argentina. However, I still don't think that it is the best repre representative bombicha for Argentina because almost no one uses them. Um, so there's that. Um, corrected myself. I can admit I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I personally like having the nice thick mouthpiece as well, um, probably because m the majority of Brazilian bombichas, bombas, have them, the majority of the nicer ones, I should say, um, and I like that. I like the feel on the lip. I like how it feels kind of you know, a little bit more round, a little more smooth. I like having that slightly larger thing to put between, you know, the lips when you're drinking from the gourd. Um, I feel like I get better suction. I, I feel like I have more control over like how much I'm pulling into the sure. Into yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know, uh, the mouthpiece can also help with, um, burning your lips as well. Um, you know, if it's a thicker mouthpiece, it takes longer to heat up and therefore, you know, it won't burn your lips when you put your lips on the straw before you even drink. Um, and I can definitely see how uh, when you feel have like a larger surface area for your lips to clamp on, you can get better suction. Um, and sometimes just with certain Argentine bombichas, it's, it sort of feels like you're putting a toothpick in your mouth, you know, because it's just so thin. <laughs> yeah. It's just so thin. Tiny. And you're just like <sighs> on this little tiny, you know, straw, which is, you know, that, that, if that's what you like, that's cool. But um, I just prefer having the mouthpiece. And I like that I have at least a couple of Argentine style ones that have mouthpieces on them. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've talked about filter ends, we've talked about shafts, we've talked about lengths of shafts, we've talked about the mouthpieces, um, types of metals. So Argentine bombichas come in a couple of different metals. So they come in kind of the nickel-plated bronze, mm -hmm. alpaca, stainless steel, and silver. Yes. And I mean bamboo, like we said earlier, but we're not really talking about bamboo today. Um, I would say alpaca is the, mm, overall the most most common, most common, most popular. Yeah, um, nickel plated bronze is gonna is gonna be your cheap ones, your cheap options. Um, alpaca, I think, is gonna be next in the price range, unless 
it is very, very, you know, detailed and really, really, um, oh, for some reason, Siri just activated, sorry. <laughs> um, really, really detailed and, you know, really, really fine workmanship. Um, but, and then obviously silver is going to be, you know, the most expensive. Um, although I will say I, at this point in the game, I think I would actually rather buy a nickel plated bronze bombisha from Argentina than an Argent <laughs> or then an uh, alpaca. Oh yeah, me too. For those of you who don't know, alpaca is, we're not talking about the animal. We're talking about, um, an alloy. Some people know it as German silver. Um, it contains absolutely no elemental silver. It is not a precious metal in any way, shape, or form. Um, it is a soft alloy. So it, since it's soft, it's easier to work with. Um, that's why you see a lot of the kind of more intricate carvings are done on alpaca, bombichas. Um, every country, you know, the four main mate drinking company countries, gosh, companies. Why did I say companies? Countries. Blah, 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 blah. They all produce alpaca bombichas. However, the alloy that they use in Argentina is just... I don't know what's wrong with it. It's just really bad. Um, it is. We've, <laughs> we've talked about this previously on the show. Um, Argentine alpaca bombichas, you use them once or twice, and they just get this weird discoloration on them. They get... They, they just kind of start to almost dissolve, really. Um, I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know if, like, they use less chromium. I know chromium... Yeah, I, we're not going to go into metallurgy right now, but I don't know what's wrong with 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 their alloy. Yeah, but man. every single alpaca bombisha from Argentina that I've ever bought has had that problem. Yep, I have two, and they both have that problem. I have like four, and they all have that problem. <laughs> um, out of the ones that I've talked about today and that I have with me, um, I think just the uh, the one with the funny little halo. I think that's the only one that's alpaca. I'm looking at them, and I, I think, let me just double check real quick. There are a couple of bombiches here that I don't know the makeup of them, um, but I, I know for a fact that the uh, the one with the little ring around it, that is alpaca, that has that problem. Um, I almost never use it anymore. Um, it looks, it's going to look good in the picture, that's just because I polish it. Um, the, the funny thing about alpaca as long as it hasn't like eroded too much, you can actually clean it up real nice with a little bit of silver polish or um, aluminum polish if you have it, which is it's a little aluminum polish is a little more aggressive, a little more abrasive. So I just use silver polish. But yeah, um, it cleans right up. But literally, if I use it once, it'll look like crap again. It'll look like I dipped it in acid, which we have previously established. Yes, technically you are dipping it in acid, but uh, I mean like dipping it in like hydrochloric acid. That's like how how weirdly like eaten discolored it comes out looking so yeah. <laughs> i just i just i don't think i will ever buy another argentine alpaca bombisha no me either not worth it stainless steel wonderful love them the designs tend to be a little more simple because stainless steel is a little more hard to uh, work with in a super like you know detailed artisanal way with you know carvings and junk um, but they last forever. They're super strong. Um, Argentina tends to use a little bit thinner gauge stainless steel than, say, Brazil. Uh, Brazilian stainless steel bombas. You could smack someone over the head with them. It's like a lead pipe. Um, they're, the walls are that thick. Um, Argentine ones tend to be a little thinner. But, you know, it's still good stainless steel nonetheless. Um, silver. Typically, you know, 800 silver, 900 silver. 
you know, silver is silver. It's very beautiful. You know, it's a precious metal. Um, do you have any uh, silver Argentine bombiches, Clark? No, I don't. You don't? Not at this moment. Yet. Nope. I think I have one with your name on it, though. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, eh, silver has its own kind of unique, you know, pros and cons. It's beautiful. You can, it's really soft, so you can carve into it. But, you know, it tarnishes over time. So you either can learn to love the, the patina, the patina, depending on how you pronounce that, um, or you have to polish it. Um, it's also, since it's softer, you have to be kind of more gentle with it. Um, you could theoretically accidentally, you know, bend one depending if you, you know, wanted to test out your muscles. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't want to scrape herb from the gourd, like I said, um, with one of the silver ones, just because it is so, you know, such a precious soft metal. Um, the other thing about silver is it's a really, really good conductor of heat. Um, so yeah. it gets hot very quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it gets cold really quick, actually, too, um, which is kind of nice for terere. If you use a silver terere bombisha, um, but it is a great thermal conductor, um, but you're obviously going to pay a higher price for those. Um, but they're very beautiful. A lot of the kind of older style, you know, six mile long, very thin, very skinny bombishas from Argentine past are going to be made out of silver. Very beautiful pieces. Um, but you know, they're more expensive. They're a little harder to find. <clears throat> yeah, I personally, I think I prefer the stainless steel for Argentine. Just glancing over my collection, the ones that I would actually use are all stainless steel. Yeah, I think I have one at home that's stainless steel. That's that's uh, the one with the what you call it, the thingamajig with the coil and the yeah, the, the 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 spring, the spring, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I have one of those, and I've used it a million times, and it hasn't discolored at all. Yeah, yeah, same good. here. It's same here. Solid. I got I got this springy one with the with the. Uh, with the clip and I've used it, you know, more times than one and it has not discolored at all. Whereas, you know, the alpaca ones will discolor after a single use. Um, so yeah, thumbs up to stainless steel. If you can afford it, silver is also a great way to go. Um, yeah, I feel like that's all to say about metals. Um, if you really just love, you know, a certain straw that's, you know, really detailed and it's made of alpaca, just, that's fine. Just, you know, don't get too upset if you find that it discolors after a few, many, or even after just one use. Um, get a little silver polish. You know, just polish it a little bit if you are if you want it to look shiny and pristine. Um, but just, you know, be aware when you polish something, you are rubbing off, you know, a little bit of the metal. You're removing metal from the piece. So theoretically, eventually, you will polish it into oblivion. Um Obviously, that would take a very long time, but, you know, it, it's always something to be aware of, especially there are carvings. Um, carvings are intricate, you know, detailed carvings are the first to go when you polish metal extensively because, you know, you use polish to remove scratches often, and a carving is basically just a very deep scratch. Um, so just be aware, you know. I've seen some very wonderful Argentine bombichas costing $50, $60 online, and they've been beautiful, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to get one. I'm going to stick it in... My mate, and it's going to come out looking like crap. Speaking of which, don't you actually have one? Don't you have, like, a fancy, really nice-looking Argentine bombisha that's made of alpaca that now looks like crap? I do. <clears throat> yep. Used it, um, I would say, for a solid, I mean, over two years. It was just, like, 
at the end of last year when I just no that's a lie it was like beginning of this year what like when I stopped using it hmm. overall like for good because it's just yeah. it's just too discolor and it started just giving the mate a weird taste yeah it was really beautiful bombisha like I really enjoyed using it it was a spoon type and had all these cool little carvings but it just yeah that's a shame yeah but yeah just be aware that, that it is what it is with Argentina alpaca um, maybe that'll change but for now that is the situation um and with that i think all we've got less left to discuss are the pros and cons of argentine bombichas just as a whole pros and cons pros i think they're super easy to get i would say they are the most you know widely available here in these united states of america and probably where you live too if you live outside of the u.s if you live in canada if you live in europe if you live in you know the middle east because in the middle east where they drink mate they drink it using they actually have kind of their own funny different style of bombisha but it's basically based on the argentine style it's slightly yeah. different but it's basically an argentine basically style argentine. um but yeah it's you know no matter where you are in the world unless you are in like brazil uruguay or paraguay you're more than likely going to find argentine style bombichas um yep. In a related note, they are often very inexpensive. Um, you can get one of these bolt um, bombichas for $6. You can get one of these, you know, stainless steel spring bombichas for like $10. Um, they're very, very inexpensive. Um, you should not be paying, you know, top dollar for an Argentine bombicha because they're super easy to get. You know, shop around. If you feel like you're paying too much. You probably are. Just shop around. You know, yeah. find other websites. Oh, there's go to, a ton of sites online that sell. You know, in the U.S. Yeah, or even you know, go to your local, maybe not a Mexican market, but like if, a Latin. American. If you can find a, a Hispanic or a Latin American market, um, you will more likely than not find Argentine bombichas for like ten dollars. Yeah. So. Um, pros uh any other uh, other pros you know they especially the spoon style work great with almost any cut yeah the the, the slotted kind eh, they work best on argentine they work pretty well on paraguayan they look they work okay on uruguayan and they almost do not work at all um on shimahong brazilian if you are a like a an eighth level mate jedi you can drink shimahong with a very 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 high quality spring bombisha it is possible i've seen it done but I would not count on it. <laughs> um, so you, you basically just have to assume that it's not going to work. Um, but if you are, you know, like, honestly, like the majority of mate drinkers in the United States drinking Argentine-style sherba, then that's great. Argentine-style is going to, Argentine bombisha is going to work perfectly with your Argentine sherba. Um, the cons, the cons. Uh, they, they can be made with cheap metal that, er, that yeah. gets eaten away. Alpaca. That, cheap that alpaca. Really, really cheap, crappy Argentine alpaca that is really beautiful after, except, you know, when you use it <laughs> um depending if you have a really large gourd um a lot of argentine straws are really short like we said so you might have bought a really big gourd because you really liked it and then you buy an average you know a normal argentine straw and it might not fit very well you might have to shop around and try to find an extremely long argentine straw or use a straw from brazil or something some other country um that is kind of the big con i feel like in my book where you're a little bit more limited on size of your gourd when you use an Argentine bombisha. Um, and, I, and like I said, the other con, you know, is uh, depending on what kind of mate you drink, your Argentine bombisha might not work. 
Yep. Your coil bombisha might not work very well with that new shiny kilo of Canarias that you just bought. Um, it might with a lot. Of, I have successfully drunk Canarias using the slotted style. Um, I've never tried it with the spring. Um, but I've successfully done it with the slotted style. Might work with the spring. I don't know. I've never tried it. But, you know, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you. Um, yeah. Because in Uruguay, they don't use spring-style bombichas really at all. Um, so, yeah. You know, plenty of pros, plenty of cons as well. I would say the cons aren't... There aren't that many cons, but there, there are definitely a few to, to keep in mind. But there are a lot of pros as well. Um, I have a lot of Argentine bombichas. I love them. I don't use them... I don't use a lot of them. Um, but I have a couple that I really, really love, and I, you know, I wouldn't part with them. And I, when I use a, when I drink Argentine mate, I generally do use, you know, those few specific Argentine bombichas. What about you, Clark? Final thoughts on Argentine bombillers? Um, they're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have a couple. Um, I, I actually haven't had Argentine sherba in. Like in my house, I haven't had it in months, so I haven't really drank it a whole lot. But um, no, they're they're good bombichas when you, when you need to, you know, get your fill of Argentine mate. And yeah, they work they work good. Uh, if you uh, want to have a wide variety of options for bombichas, like that's. It's definitely a good way to go because they're easy to find and there's a ton yep. of different kinds you can get. So the spoon kind, the <laughs> the hinged spoon kind, the the coils, the slots. You know, there's a there's a wide world of just Argentine bombichas to explore, which is why we've spoken you know for nigh on an hour about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that's all we've got for today, right? Any uh, any 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 last last words? No. <laughs> all right. Um. So those are our thoughts and some of the facts about bombichas from Argentina. Um, if you have a question or a complaint, send your feedback to mateguys at gmail.com. Um, if you are listening to this podcast on you know iTunes, Overcast, Podcast Addict, any of your favorite podcast apps, leave us a review, leave us a rating, tell us what you think, um, especially on iTunes. It really helps out the, the show a lot. Um, check us out on mateguys.com. I'm going to be posting the photos of all of those straws that we talked about. Um, you really should have probably looked at that photo at the beginning of the episode because it probably is not going to help you much right now. Um, but that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.